You are listening to KG Mwekezi on SAFM. For all your medical care and needs, ask our doctors. 16 past 11, welcome to the third and final hour of the Talking Point here on uh, SAFM. Health and lifestyle for Wednesdays. And today the focus is on mental health and the state of our health, of, our, of the mental health of our health practitioners. It's estimated that more than 400 million people around the world suffer some form of mental illness. And across the world, many organizations are calling for mental health to be considered a universal human right as we commemorate... Um, Mental Health Awareness Month here at home. We're focusing uh, today on the mental health of our healthcare practitioners and how they are coping in work environments post the COVID-19 pandemic. How do we protect uh, the people behind the professionals? We're joined by Dr. Justine August, who is the chairperson of the Professional Board for Psychology at the Health Professional Council of South Africa. Dr. August, good morning. 400 million people worldwide suffer from some sort of mental illness. What are the very types of mental illness uh, if we were to start our discussion there? Good morning. Uh, Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Um, yes, um, we're celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month as the HPCSA, um, and particularly on the 10th of October, that was mental health. So the various types of uh, mental health um, conditions, um, you know, ranges from a mild to your severe types. Um, and, you know, um, there's various types, um, and the list can goes on and on. Uh, but just to give a nice summary in terms of what mental health um, actually is or what what are the core areas. So it's everything that taps into the emotional space mm. that will then obviously affect the whole psychology of the individual mm-hmm. and also the social standing and the, or the social well-being of the individual. So you get various ranges of the different types of mental health conditions, but it will affect you know the individual from an emotional point of view psychological point of view as well as from a social or social well-being point of view so it manifests emotionally psychologically and socially that's correct Fantastic. Let's talk about, uh, you know, uh, the people uh, behind uh, the, you know, the healthcare uh, givers in South Africa, because we hardly ever ask them, how are they mentally and or otherwise? We expect for them to always be in good health, mentally, physically, emotionally, in every way, so that they can be able to take care of us. Why is it important for us to remember that they too deal with those emotional and psychological and social issues that uh, emanate from mental health? Yeah, I think it's uh, important for us to focus on the health care uh, workers or the health force um, because their mental health is just as important. Now, remember, you're sitting with individuals that are uh, professionals um, that they have to deal with um, issues of other individuals within the space where they're finding themselves in. They're also human beings coming with their own personal baggages from their social environments, their home environments. Um, so it's a, a layered issue uh, with regards to our, our workforce. 
And if they have a, a workforce that is of a healthy mind, that is just going to improve the conditions of our um, healthcare um, opportunities for for patients and, and, and clients. So it's really important to make sure that um, healthcare workers really take care of themselves as well, making sure that they are well, um, that they are experiencing some um, you know self care. Um, and issues with regards to general wellness and, and well-being in order to make sure that they serve as a broader public out there. Um, so, so self-awareness is very important for healthcare practitioners. So 400 million people around the world suffering from one form or another of mental illness is a lot, uh, doctor. What is the world not getting right, and particularly what is South Africa not getting right in terms of dealing with the issue of mental illness? I think um, the one thing definitely is still the stigma that is associated with mental health conditions. People are really focused on physical wellness, um, but not really much on, on mental health because of how people perceive and how other people see individuals mm. with some mental health conditions. So that is the biggest issue for us um, in, in, in a society um, and in the world, and in particular in South Africa, for us, it's about the access. Um, and I think as a professional board and HPSN, we're really advocating for increased access. So we see that if we um, enlarge access, that is where people will start to talk about mental health the same way that they talk about physical wellness. So when we say access, we mean access to? Access to mental health facilities and professionals that were able to service um, the large population that we have in South Africa. Also focusing on underserviced areas and communities, especially your, um, you know, the rural areas, your areas that's not within um, cities and towns. So it's about how do we get the service to the individuals where the service is lacking and where it is much needed. Yeah. Why are the gaps in the system, uh, you know, and, and, and how do we get around dealing with the gaps in the system? Because it sounds like there are gaps, particularly in the public health care system, in terms of dealing with the issues of mental health. Yeah, I think if you look at the workforce that we have, especially in psychology, we are really a small population of psychologists that can service this large amount of individuals that we have in South Africa or the population of South Africa. So it's about, and I think for us, the key thing is about when we have increased sites or increased um, mental health facilities, then we can actually train more practitioners in order to service these large communities. So, So that is critical for us to make sure that government and civil society, everybody comes on board to see how can we part in order to create access um, for, for mental health facilities in various areas and in various contexts. Yeah. And then the issue of discrimination uh, and the social part of it, uh, because, uh, uh, you know, especially depending on where it is that you are in South Africa, the knowledge uh, sometimes is so uh, the ignorance levels of issues of mental health are so, so high. How do we deal with the issue of discrimination? How do we deal with the issue of people seeing somebody who doesn't look uh, quote unquote normal? Uh, 
mm. and they make a determination or they they diagnose uh, them with one or other mental health il- il- illness and as a result end up uh, having those uh, sad people be discriminated in societies by people. Yeah, I think for us it's about, you know, we need to actually go above and beyond in order to make sure that in all platforms that we have to create awareness, you know, and understanding for individuals um, that does not necessarily understand what is it to have a mental health condition um, and what is it to uh, to be associated within a community where we have these type of individuals. So it's about really educating um, and creating a bit more awareness. And I think that is why months like these, we really need to um, tap into the opportunity to create and talk about issues with regards to mental health so that people can change their lens that they're viewing individuals with, with mental health conditions. Yeah, and join the conversation, by the way, if you want to uh, comment or ask Dr. Justin August a question on 086-000-2032 as we try, as he said, to change the lens with which people see mental health. Let's talk about the issue of access again in terms of uh, diagnosing uh, mental health because we can never talk any health issues uh, in South Africa without being cognizant of, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the of the vast difference between those uh, that have and those that don't have. And that that particularly is always highly highlighted in um, health issues in general. How easy is it to diagnose mental health? How easy is it for somebody who comes, let's say, from a previously disadvantaged background to be able to walk in? to a facility, a state facility, and say, I feel like something is not okay with me, Uh, you know, from that point on, uh, you know, how easy is it for them to get out and be empowered in terms of the knowledge of how to, one, deal with what they have and be told what it is that they have? Yeah, it's sometimes very difficult for the individual um, themselves to diagnose but it's always in terms of, you know, empowering family members and significant others that staying with an individual or that's within the same community to identify. So we normally say the moment where the individual does things that is not the way they did things a week before or a month before, the behavior is a bit different um, to, to what it was previously then we normally say, right, now you need to go for some professional help or you need to go and seek some help um, so that we can get the proper treatment and proper um, support in, in order to deal with um, particular condition or particular situation. So so it's very important that loved ones and significant others look out for family members and um, friends or family um, and notice any significant change from the way the individual is reacting, um, you know, thinking and, you know, some of the emotions that uh, is not something that the person previously presented with. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and and I suppose the the, the same question sort of uh, 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 I can center that uh, to healthcare workers because uh, you know they need specifically targeted programs to uh, destigmatize even uh, mental illnesses because particularly post COVID because we saw them as heroes almost superheroes right uh, during uh, COVID times these people that one can deal with a physical uh, a, a pandemic. Uh, survive it 
in one way or another, and on top of that, survive the stress, the enormous mm-hmm. stress levels that must have come with dealing with uh, that pandemic. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, that's why I think from from a regulatory point of view, various professional boards, um, you know, had to put things out to their um, health workers to say that you need to, you know, look after yourself as well. Mm. I think COVID uh, really placed a unique spotlight on the health system and the burden, you know, that that, that came with the um, whole pandemic um, and then the service that, that individuals had to offer in strange and hectic conditions. Mm, mm. Um, so, so it's really, it was a time for us to refocus um, on the individual that's behind that professional category um, to make sure that they take the necessary steps in order to make sure that they deal with the patients but also with themselves. Mm. Um, so it's really um, about a, a lot of self-awareness and packaging your toolkit with things that will help you to um, be a well practitioner. Yeah, yeah. Because ultimately, even I, when I call them uh, a, a, a superhero, I, 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 I sort of legitimize their stress or their trauma, their day-to-day work experience because uh, Superman lives somewhere. Uh, Superman, uh, you know, has to be taken care of uh, sometimes himself. Uh, or if Superman has kids, somebody has to take care of uh, Superman's kids because uh, when Superman or Superwoman gets home, they're ultimately just mommy and daddy. No, true. And I think I think hopefully that the um, employees, um, sorry, the employers of where the healthcare workforce is distributed, that they would have realized um, through the COVID experience that we need to better take care of our health workforce by implementing wellness programs within the various contexts where these individuals find themselves in. Yeah. Um, as an extra, um, you know, um, benefit for, for these health workers to make sure that, you know, they are well in order to deal with the large populations that is not well from a physical as well as a mental point of view. Yeah, we are talking uh, with Dr. Justin August, chairperson of the Professional Board for Psychology at the Health Professions Council of South Africa. And we're talking mental health and the state of the mental health of our healthcare practitioners. A pause for now as we go to En Musa with the news headlines. Get your health questions answered by experts. Welcome back. It's 11.31, Health and Lifestyle Wednesday it is, and mental health and the state of the mental health of South Africa's health practitioners post-COVID is uh, the center of our discussion uh, with Dr. Justin August. He is the chairperson of the Professional Board for Psychology at the Health Professions Council for South Africa. Scully in Durban, you want to join the conversation? Yes, KG, to me, Scully. Mm. Morning. Morning. Morning to the doctor. And, and, and to Levo and to all of you. It's Scully. My take is I'm going through anxiety, né? and and it's quite a while, KG. Mm-hmm. I've I been to the psychiatrist, and then they gave me a letter after a while to go to the hospital to get medication. And ever since, my whole back is to go get the medication. Like there's a scaredness, man, you know, afraid. I, I know nothing will happen, but... I, I don't know why I'm not going to get the medication. Is there any way doctor could help or advice, please? 
Yeah, that's an important question, uh, uh, Dr. August, regarding uh, anxiety. Because, uh, uh, you know, uh, sometimes people tend to I, see it at a lower scale, don't they, around the issue of mental of mental health, Dr. August? Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's uh, at a lower scale, but I mean, I think it's... it's, it's, it's socially, perhaps. So socially, perhaps. Yes. Um, so I think from a professional point of view, we really take, you know, every condition in terms of mental health, uh, serious, including anxiety as well. Um, I didn't get the, the, the real question of, of the individual about um, he was afraid to go and collect his medication. Yes, he says he suffered. Do you want to repeat your question, Scully? Um, I've been to the psychiatrist, yeah? and the psychiatrist issued me with a letter to go to the doctor's uh, to the to the hospital to get medication, and my afraid is that to go to the hospital yes. to get that afraid. I, I I want to get the medication, but, but you're afraid. I couldn't tell you what is holding me back from going. Actually, yeah, please help me. Yeah, I listen on the radio because I listen on the on the air okay. on the phone. Okay. My my radio is gone off. Okay. Please. Okay. Please don't uh, cut me. So, uh, Doctor August, uh, basically, uh, he, uh, you know, he says he's, he gets anxious, uh, he, mm. and a doctor said to him, "Go to a, I think, a, a public health practitioner to go and get medication to manage your anxiety." But something holds him back, and that, to me, says he's anxious. Yes, yes, so definitely. Um, I think in that case, um, you know, it's important. That obviously, the medication is important. Um, but in terms of Scully's um, situation, if he has somebody that can um, accompany him to a, to, to a, uh, a healthcare facility in order to get him into the medication, but also um, we have free helplines, you know, especially for people suffering from anxiety um, and, and other conditions, you know. So um, pick up a phone, speak to, to um, a professional, say they one of these, um, individuals or the, these helplines that that can assist, but also try and speak to some family members um, and and explain your the reason for the anxiety, um, especially if this is a critical thing in order to get the the, um, uh, the medication associated with what what the psychiatrist has indicated. So um, it's really about understanding that in order to. Um, help myself in terms of my feelings of anxiety and my anxiety issues. Um, I need to get the necessary medication, first of all, but I also need to get further support mm. um, from, from relevant professionals through SEDEC uh, or other psychologists, uh, but also from um, support from my family and friends that can maybe assist and accompany me to get to the much-needed medication. Yeah. Part of the challenge, uh, though, uh, doctor, um, is is vulnerability. Uh, one of the things I read, for example, preparing for this is that part of the challenge uh, for people suffering for from something like anxiety one and maybe depression is, uh, you you know, you 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 have to you they, most of the time people will put up an appearance, if you may, uh, the I'm OK appearance and uh, are scared to go to both 
family members or sometimes healthcare professionals. And and I asked myself the same question about uh, you know the the healthcare professionals like yourselves and others. How easy it is to be vulnerable to say I I feel like something is not okay. Uh, particularly based on the analogy, the beautiful analogy you gave at the beginning of our conversation regards how uh, you know it manifests emotionally, it manifests socially, etc. Yeah, look, I think uh, that's what's so important. I have to emphasize that individuals need to speak to professionally trained individuals, especially with regards to mental health or any other health condition. But we're talking about mental health now. So it's the professional will know exactly how to deal with individuals that's presenting with various psychological or mental health conditions. Um, so we are trained in a particular way um, to make individuals feel comfortable to a particular point where they will open up and share their experience. So this is also a point for us where we need to alert individuals and the larger communities about these bogus practitioners, where it's going to be a bit damaging um, for an individual to go to those types of individuals that will identify and be able to contain what individual is presenting with. So um, as a professional that is professionally trained and registered, they will have the necessary skills Mm. to make sure that they can deal successfully with a patient or client. Yeah. At the 2023 South Africa Mental Health Conference, uh, uh, there was a Dr. Mirik, uh, one of the founders of the HWCN, who presented studies across uh, different professionals in the healthcare industries. And they found that uh, 59% of doctors in Guazul Natal, 67% of uh, rural doctors, uh, this is in 2021, and 67.7% of, of, of uh, psych uh, registrars uh, in South Africa reported feeling burnout. And and we hear that a lot about healthcare professionals, about how sometimes, uh, you know, uh, burnout uh, is part of uh, how their mental health also manifests. And they, because of the pressures of the work, hardly ever take the time to give themselves the necessary time out uh, that that uh, they need from the burnout to take care of their own mental health. How do you deal with that? Yeah, you see, the burnout um, is also because of the condition that some people have to work in. Um, and the caseloads that, that we presented was in order to manage and also to provide a very good service to a broader public. Um, but like I said, as I said earlier, in terms, it's really about refocusing on yourself as a practitioner. Um, because if you're not well, you're not going to be able to, to help others uh, that's going to be service users or whatever service you're going to offer from, from a health uh, point of view. So it's really to take some time out with it is just to today I'm going to switch off my phone, I'm going to switch off my device, my laptop, whatever, and I'm just going to sit and stare in the air. Mm. And that will be my self-care for that moment, mm. you know, for that hour. But it's important that we really look after ourselves as, yeah. as the healthcare workers. 
And and sometimes you are people who can write your own scripts, right? Yeah. Uh, but 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 then uh, because you can write your own scripts, you forget to practice that necessary uh, self care. Uh, that includes, for example, going to another one of you of 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 your, you know your peers uh, who'd be a therapist to sit and look at your own mental health. How do you get around that? How do you say to the practitioner, "You stop now, go." look uh, and go go look elsewhere and look for help uh, from one of your peers so that you take care of your own mental health. Yeah, you see, for me, it's important that we start to make mental health like a fashion, mm. if I can use that way, you know, yes. where individuals realize, and this is for healthcare workers, but also for the general public to say that in order to get a, a psychologist or a therapist to um, walk a particular journey with me. Let me make it like it's a fashionable thing to have one. Mm. And if I change my mentality to it's a, it's a, it's a, a potential must-have, that is where we're going to redress the the stigma and the type of wellness interventions that that individuals can um, can obtain for for themselves. Yeah. So it's about making mental health fashionable. I think. Yeah. I think that's the key uh, for for healthcare workers. But also for the general public, you yeah, know, that absolutely. Take care of absolutely, and I suppose uh, it, it means we must really care when uh, we ask people the the ever easy or sometimes the ever poignant question, "How are you?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about confidentiality. Is it something that perhaps uh, bothers uh, um, healthcare workers uh, in terms of you know employee assistance? Because one of the things what, that you don't want uh, is to be seen by your peers as uh, for you know uh, suffering at the lack of a better choice of word. How important is the issue of confidentiality if healthcare workers themselves are suffering? from mental health issues and as a result have to take time out of work. How important is it that the employer exercises a degree of confidentiality when they have to take time off work to take care of their mental health? Because when you leave work and you have the flu, they say, well, uh, Dr. Justin is not here today. He's got the flu. But most of the time, uh, there's negative connotations if they say, Dr. Justin is not here today because his mental health is not okay. Yeah, and if it is so confidential, is one of the cornerstones of um, health professionals, first of all. But but also in terms of from a working context and from employee point of view, it's important that those types of conditions, uh, with any other condition in terms from from the health point of view, that those types of information should be confidential and be written and such, um, because obviously it can lead to fear. Um, and victimization, you know, uh, on various levels for individuals. And that is why people suffer in silence, basically, because of that fear. Because we hear horror stories about how these things leak out and uh, people know about why the individual is not mm. at work, you know. So it is a reality there, but we can just reiterate that em- employers need to make sure that any health condition of individuals must be as as confidential. Mm. Um, in the same way, where a health practitioner uh, must make sure that um, your colleagues' health, if if they came to you as colleagues, you know, in a professional context, um, that must also be treated um, as confidential because that is part of our the cornerstone of our of our of our ethics as 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 health practitioners. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I want to go back to the point that you just made earlier about how we, uh, as both society and healthcare workers, uh, yourselves as healthcare workers, can make mental health, uh, quote unquote, fashionable. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, how how do we even begin to do that? How do we even make it okay for people to have mental health challenges? You know what? For me, it's about a time that that we uh, start to say. Um, and I quote the, 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 the phrase with me too, where we say, you know what, um, I am I'm bold enough to say that I'm suffering with a mental health condition, or I'm bold enough to say that I have a, a relative or family member, or I know of somebody that has a, a mental health condition. You know, and that's where we sort of um, create a identifying point where I can say that I know or I am um, also suffering, you know, mm. and that it's, it's, it's starting to, to create a common language around the, the whole mental health phenomena mm. um, so, so that people can start open up and say, oh, okay, he said that, that he knows somebody or he's suffering. Let me open up and say, okay, actually, I also know or I'm also suffering mm. uh, from a mental health condition. And that's what I'm saying. Once we start broadening the conversation and changing the lens, the way we view people with mental health conditions, mm. and turn that lens actually to myself to say, but what's wrong with me that I have a problem with somebody that has a mental health condition? Then we may start to change, you know, the whole um, um, the, the way we view mental health conditions. But it's about it's asking myself a question and, and being bold enough to say, me too. You know, yeah, I know somebody... You know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for uh, your healthcare professionals and uh, the general society, uh, um, if they feel that uh, they want to talk with someone uh, about their mental health, is there a, a, a telephone number or a website you can refer them to? Um, look, so I think the one point um, is the SEDEC that yes. we do. But we also have on the government um Health department, there is health lines, um, health lines that, that's um, on their website. So individuals can actually go check those um, websites to get those um, free services. Yes. Or the helplines. But also it's for um, individuals to make sure that they consult appropriately um, trained um, and registered professionals, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, and to move away from these bogus individuals that are trying to present themselves as psychologists or yeah. counselors, etc. Thank you for your insights, Dr. August. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you. Dr. Justin August, chairperson of the Professional Board for Psychology at the Health uh, Professionals, um, Health, what is it? Health Professionals Council of South Africa. It's time for the book reading.